over or under. Today, we take a look at stat projections for Minnesota Wild players as well as the team, and we try to figure out how well they will do on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time tuning into Lockdown Wild, we welcome you on board. Make sure you subscribe and don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. If you are one of the everydayers who tunes in each and every day to Lockdown Wild, we are glad to have you back. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at overs and unders for 2023-2024, trying to determine if wild players will hit their projections or if they will fall short and how the team will do compared to the rest of the Central Division. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, joined by one of the regular contributors to Lockdown Wild, Charles Stewart. Charles, we have kind of zeroed this one in as your area of expertise. And so with it being locked on wild Boot Camp, it's time once again to take a look at some projections for this season. Uh, how's it going? Good, man. Um, and like you said, the areas of expertise, the over-unders, the betting, gotta love it. I mean, who doesn't like sports betting? But uh, that's a whole new can of worms if you're talking about Minnesota legalizing it. But uh, some of us are out of the state, so it's okay. Um but yeah, overall, really good. Really good. Nice to be back. Yes, and uh, glad to have you back for this season as well. Uh, we're going to unveil the full guest list that will be returning on a regular basis here uh, very soon. So keep an eye out for that on Twitter, on X as well. But uh, let's just take a look at some of the projections. We're going to start with the point projections for 2023-2024, uh, courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, Charles, let's take a look. First off, for the Minnesota Wild, 96 and a half points is the over-under set for points for the Wild. And let's consider two years ago, the Wild had uh, 113 points. Last year, they had 106. And so 96 and a half, if the trend continues and the Wild uh, end up with less than 106 what do you think about that number and which way would you lean for the wild this season? Honestly, my initial thoughts, I was thinking it's really low. I thought it was going to be in the one hundreds. Um, it seems to me that these betting sites and uh, the odd setters are really banking on the central division to be pretty strong this year, especially against us. But when I look up and down our roster, I don't see it. I don't see a worse roster than last year. Uh, moreover, there were a lot of games last year that we definitely could have won, but we choked or we we just didn't put forth a good good effort. So I, I really like the over on that one. Um, I could see us breaking triple digits for sure. I mean, make it three years in a row. Why not? We're a playoff team. I mean, we are. And I, I just don't think we're going to be in a running for like a wild card spot or really fighting in the middle of the central. I think I think we're going to be closer to the top. And let's let's consider the other numbers. Again, these are all courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook. 
Uh, you can find everything from a betting standpoint for every sport uh, at FanDuel. So make sure that you hop on with them uh, like Locked on Wild has as well. Uh, let's just start from the top. The Colorado Avalanche have their over-under set at 106.5 points. The Dallas Stars come next at 102.5. Then the Wild at 96.5. Then the Winnipeg Jets at 91.5. Then it's Nashville and St. Louis, both at 88.5. Then we have the Arizona Coyotes at 76.5. And Chicago, even with Connor Bedard, at 73 and a half. Uh, do you think those are, are good numbers for say Colorado and Dallas? Cause I am of the belief those are the two best teams in the division. And I don't think, I don't think we can dispute that Colorado has been a powerhouse in the Western conference for a while. Dallas on the rise. So I think those are the two top teams. Winnipeg, is going through a little bit of a transition. No more Pierre-Luc Dubois. They bring in a couple of, uh, of younger players in that trade. And there are a couple of other players that are wanting out. So if it's me, I think 91 and a half is a little, t- little high for them. But beyond that, I, I, think, I think those b- numbers reflect the truth in that those top two teams are where they're at. There's a little bit of a gap then Minnesota, then a little bit of a gap. And then you've got Winnipeg, St. Louis, Nashville, all fighting for that spot. And then a larger gap for the, uh, the two teams at the bottom. Exactly. And as much as it pains me to relive it, we definitely saw the little bit of uh, the skill gap between uh, the stars and the wild in the playoffs. Um, But I do think you rope the wild in with the other top two teams of the stars and the avalanche in that upper echelon, rather than comparing them to say Nashville or Winnipeg. I think the wild will be fighting for that top, those top three spots. I think we will be heavily contesting those spots. Um, But just to answer your question more directly, I I do think that I say Winnipeg is a little bit over, over favored. Um, but I do, I do like Chicago being down there. Um, yeah. After those going. those years of torment, I don't care if they get all the best players in the league, put them at the bottom, leave them there. Same with the Blues. I'm still really upset about that series and how they have our number. But uh, emotions aside, I think it's a pretty solid list. Let's let's look at the Wilds numbers from last year in general, and what we're going to do here because um, fantasy projections aren't exactly out yet. They're on the way. So what we're going to do for this entire episode is take last year's numbers and see what we think about the possibility of going over or under that for 2023-2024. So I want to start with the team. The Wild scored 239 goals last year. You take out the shootout goals. Uh, I don't know why ESPN counts those towards the total. But 239 goals throughout the course of the regular season that's under three goals a game. And so for this Minnesota wild team, do you think the wild go over or under that number for this coming season? It's interesting. I don't know if you have two years ago stats, but I think our goals per game was down, um, which was shocking to me, but we also seemingly underperformed in a lot of those games, just a really strong lack of energy. I would like to say over. I really would. Um, I could see us hitting it right on the mark too. 
Um, I could see us going under if we just have a few stinkers here and there. But I, I, I like the over instead, mainly just because I like betting on our guys. I like Kirill. You can always count on Kirill and Zuki and our, our top line with Hartman just producing. I think Boldy's going to have another great year. Um, I like our new additions. I think we're going to have Johansson for this full year. So I like to see what our guys can do. I like that number over. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. And you're right on because two years ago, it was 305 goals. You lose Kevin Fiala and you have the main three guys, Hartman, um, well, may, the main two, essentially. Hartman and Felino regress uh, and you lose like 30 goals there too. So you, you lose 60-ish goals uh, from one season to the next. And this team was just, they were frankly inept at points in scoring five on five goals. And so even if you have some level of improvement there, you would hope that they get more than 239 goals this season. There was, there were multiple stretches in which I think the wild had a, a stretch in which they scored seven goals in six games or something mm-hmm. like that. And you're mm-hmm. like, you have to stop. So I'm thinking over, um, I don't know by how many, but there are a couple of guys who are capable of uh, kind of getting back to where they were. You got that second line for the entire season of Boldy, Erickson Eck, and Johansson. And so the hope is there that that will allow Boldy to go a little bit above what he did. Healthy Kirill Kaprizov for the whole season. He should be able to um, beat his projections. Jewel Erickson Eck, same story. So, I'm going to take the over in terms of goals uh, for the wild for next season. Now the final one that we'll look at from a team perspective, before we dive into some of the individuals, which we tipped our hand a little bit uh, in that category, but let's talk power play percentage. Now the power play was an adventure. It was a unit that was heavily reliant upon their top power play unit, which is where all the, they, they pretty much stacked the deck there. And so the Wild had what I believe was a franchise record for power play percentage at 21.4%. The hope is that the new power play coach, Jason King, can get a little more balance for that unit. But also, you kind of have what you have for, uh, for that power play unit. So what do you think about the chances of exceeding 21% for the power play? Uh, do you think they go over or under that number for this year? Well, I think it was smart that you brought up the addition of the new coach. Um, me personally, I mean, I think our special teams have been subpar as of the past few years, maybe just our franchise as a whole, our history. But <laughs> I'd like to see us over, but it's hard to get my hopes up on the penalty yeah. kill on the power play. Um Hopefully this new coach can do wonders, figure out uh, how to tell them and articulate to the players that they need to shoot the puck instead of passing four, five, seven, ten times and then exiting the zone. But uh, 21, I think that can go up. I really do. Uh, we have the firepower. We have the skill. It just We were snake bit sometimes in the season, and yeah. it really carried over between games. There's definitely been games where we were over, over five, six, and then we just carry over. And – like I, it's kind of like our uh, our goal totals. I think if we just string together some good, consistent play, it will go up. Yep, I I like that because there was a stretch in there as well where I don't know the exact numbers, but I remember seeing the um, 
seeing the number, uh, the drought that they were in from the power play perspective, and they were at like 3% for almost a, a 30 game span. And it's like, holy cow, we got to figure that out. Uh, and so if you eliminate that, it goes up. Now, penalty kill is the same sort of story because there were a few instances in which the penalty kill just just coughed, off, coughed up a goal every game. And so similar story there is the hope is that a little bit of a change in approach will lead to some better numbers there. They were at 82%. For the season, which was top 10 in the NHL, but even bumping that up a couple of percentage points uh, would be nice. So we'll we'll see what happens there. I do want to flip to some of the individual numbers because there's some intrigue here. And so we'll take a look at individually how particular players will perform this upcoming season as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild. After this, take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under who you think is going to hit the first home run. For the Minnesota Twins fans in the audience, make sure that you Put down on the Twins as they try to get back on track for uh, a push towards the division crown for the second half of the season. Whatever you do, it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers in attendance, we will continue Lockdown Wild boot camp tomorrow as we take a look at uh, a couple of the critical factors for the wild areas they need to improve heading into 2023-2024. Seth Topol joined by Charles Stewart today. We're going over over and unders for 2023-2024. Let's move on to the individual performances. We're going to start with an easy one here. Kirill Kaprizov. Now, Kaprizov missed a uh, large stretch of games, about 20 games. Uh, Finished with 67 for the season. He still had 75 points which led the team 40 goals led the team as well. He had 35 assists. So pretty safe to say that if Kaprizov plays more than 67 games, he should be able to exceed these numbers pretty easily. Yeah. A healthy Kirill is a healthy Minnesota wild team. He is really our uh, meat and potatoes Uh, without Kirill. I mean, we did string together a win or two here and there, but it's always shaky going into the game. Um, Just having him out there, having him on the power play, um, top line, it's it's kind of like a safety net, but it also it projects us forward, makes us better, of course. Um, so yeah, he plays more than however many sixty some games you said he played for sure. He's 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 shattering all of his numbers from last year. And I just want to, um, I just want to look. Oh, he would have been just short because at one point he was on a fifty goal pace, mm-hmm. and if you look at his numbers 
40 goals in 67 games. You prorate that to 82 games. Uh, that's 48, 49 goals. I think it was 48.904 uh, was the answer. So he, uh, he could have been right around that 50 goal mark, which would be about the only thing that he has yet to do with this wild franchise. And so let's just throw this in. Let's just toss this one in two. Over or under 49 goals for Kirill Kaprizov in 2023-2024. I, I knew you were going to throw it at 49. That hurts because I really want to say 50. You know, if he's playing every game, he's he's hitting it over. He is. He's yep. going to have he's going to have multi-score uh, multi-goal games. He's going to of course have some games where he doesn't score, but he's got to get over 50. I mean, he just has to. I it, it's it's his destiny to get there. It really is. It's the one thing he needs to do like you said. I like it. I like it over. Why not bet a little wild? Yeah. I why not? And again, you can uh, you can head to FanDuel and you can get about as many player props as you can possibly find. So uh, make sure to take. In fact, I had looked um, at the uh, the numbers. Kirill Kaprizov's odds to score forty goals this season are at um, minus one ninety two. So the expectation is that he will get over forty, but then the odds of him getting over fifty are plus six thirty. So if you feel some kind of way about those odds. FanDuel is the place to go. Now let's move on to a couple of other wild players. We'll stay on the top line. Uh, we'll move next to Matt Zuccarello, who played in 78 games this year, 22 goals, 45 assists for 67 points. And Charles, if you'll remember correctly, Zuccarello had a stretch in which he kind of, it coincided with Kaprizov going out of the lineup. His, his numbers as the season wore on, uh, started to get uh, a little bit on the bleak side. And so for Zuccarello, the hope will be that he can do a little better than he did uh, in the final couple of months of the season. March and April, he combined for a total of 10 points, two goals, eight assists. And so considering that in those final two months of the season, he had 10 points and he had 57 and the rest of the way, what do you think about Zuccarello's chances to exceed 70, uh, 67 points for this season? Do you think he's going over? Do you think he's going under? Or do you think he'll push on that total? Well, it, it kind of depends on Kirill and that top line. If Wild fans remember, Hartman, Hartman was hurt. And so there was just uh, there's always that cycle between who's the one C, who's the one C, who are we going to put here? And then maybe it's Zuccarello's age. Maybe it's just the wear and tear he's had on his body, some injuries. But like you said, he was showing it. He was showing like he didn't want to be out there. He was making – it wasn't even offensively too or uh, solely. It was defensively too. He'd be making some reckless plays. He'd be turning the puck over in the Wilds defensive zone. Um, maybe it was all just an impact on Kirill, but I need to see the Matt Zuccarello that not only – takes over and carries that top line in, in, in form of feeding Kirill the puck, but also the one that is energizing everyone. So I, I like the over on it. Yeah, I, I do too. All right, let's, let's focus on the two focal points on the second line, and then we'll move on to the goalies a little bit. Um, Matt Boldy, who had his first 30-goal season in the NHL this year, 
And a large portion of that came in the month of March, but he finished with 81 games, 31 goals, 32 assists, 63 points. As we alluded to, he'll have Marcus Johansson and Jewel Eriksson as his line mates, most likely um, for the, and we'll talk about optimized lineups as well. Um, when Jaden Homuth makes his return to the show for uh, a future episode here this week. But the assumption is, is that it'll be Erickson Eck, Boldy, and Johansson um, to start the season. And so you get that compliment that played well down the stretch. So what do you think about Matt Boldy scoring? Over or under 31 goals and 63 points this year? Like you said, that seems like a pretty solid second line. And with Erickson Eck doing the dirty work in front of the goal, you'd like to say over. But if there's not a lot of stability on that second line or there's players going in and out due to injury or underperforming, um, I could easily see that number being under just because Boldy needs a solid guy next to him. That's why I think the addition of Johansson was so massive for him and his numbers and for this wild team as a whole in that line was Johansson brought out the best in Boldy, kind of like what Boldy did for Fiala. And if that line can just get clicking, even just uh, every other game, that's, I mean, that's all we need is uh, roughly 41 games. If it's, if you're saying everyone, every other game is them producing, I'll take that for sure. Cause it, a, a productive second line can be very dangerous because the top line might get shut down. So you need yeah. a second line that's there. Let's talk Jewel Erickson Eck. Erickson Eck had his season cut short as well. He played in 78 games. 23 goals, 38 assists. The 38 assists and the 61 points were both career highs for Jewel Eriksson Eck. And he seemed to perform well as well with uh, Johansson and Boldy as his line mates. So, what do you think about Jewel Eriksson Eck's potential to exceed and to continue a trend for him? He has been incrementally better every season, like clockwork. This dude is more reliable than a clock uh, in terms of producing and exceeding the level that he did this last season. So it seems like a pretty safe bet that he's going to exceed his numbers uh, for this upcoming year too. Yeah, and I hate to keep smashing the over button, but it's true. Like you said, I mean, if he was if he was a stock, it's Amazon at one, and now he's at 250, and it would have been smart to buy in low. That's why – it's hard to bet against him. It really is because he's such a workhorse and he puts the hours in. It's it's somewhat what I think will happen to Marco Rossi in which everyone's really down on him. Uh, they're thinking he's going to be a bust. But if you would have looked at Erickson X first few years, um, you'd have been like, wow, this guy is not going to be the workhorse and the absolute tank he is now. So you just got to give these guys some time. It, it's just It's just what happens. But to directly answer your question, yeah, let's bet over on him. He's just a stock that keeps rising. Yeah, let's uh, let's take the overall day. Okay, we'll finish with goalies plus a couple of other players to get to as well as we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will be taking a look at optimized line combinations later this week. So make sure as we continue Lockdown Wild Boot Camp, we're going with all these broad approach topics first, and then we will narrow our focus. So Lockdown Wild Boot Camp running now through the end of September. So make sure that you stay tuned. 
Because if you do, then there's not going to be a single question left unturned as we get ready for the start of the season. Charles Stewart, our guest today, we're finishing up with over-unders for the season. Let's talk goaltending because feels like this one is going to be this one's going to be interesting because if you look at the splits, Mark Andre Fleury uh, took a majority of the starts uh, for the season. He had forty six. Gustafson had thirty eight. And so for Mark Andre Fleury, twenty four wins, forty six starts. What do you think? about his chances to get those numbers. Would you take would you go under considering that he's going to be the backup this year? Are you going over, under, or push for 46 starts and 24 wins? I like under on starts. I do. I think we need to rest Flurry more. Um, I think sometimes we're throwing him out way too much and then He's getting a little fatigued. Um, even though he doesn't look it, he is an older player in this league. He's a vet, and we need to treat him like one. And if Gus Bus can have the same productive season, extremely well season that he did last year, I have no qualms with starting Gustafson for the majority of games. And uh, Flurry, he might not be happy with being a backup, um, but he's got to understand that the Vesna year is two, two, almost three years removed now, and he hasn't been – an absolutely insane goalie and he's letting some really soft goals, especially in the playoffs. So I like his under on uh, games played total save percentage. I think with that extra rest could go up. I like to see that. We'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see because as we've mentioned, flurry is chasing milestones. He is eight wins away from being tied with Patrick Waugh for second all time. And so then nine wins would put him second all time by himself. So that's a number to keep an eye on here this season. Now, as we talked about flurry, let's talk about Gustafson because Gus bus is the starter. He's the guy this year. And so you would assume that he will improve upon 38 starts. But what do you think about wins? He had 22 this past season. He also had a goals against average of 2.10 and a save percentage of 931. Those two numbers are pretty, pretty darn good. But what do you think about Gustafson's numbers in terms of starts and wins over or under? Overall, when I think about this, I look at uh, Billy Guerin and he just gave Gus bus, I think uh, 3.75 million a year. Um, yes. So he's not, paying Gustafson based off of his past play. He's paying him based off of what he thinks is going to come. And when you think, all right, we got a goalie who's making 4 million a year. He's going to be a pretty solid goalie. All right. So uh, Billy Guerin's betting on him and he's made some phenomenal moves. And so I like to stick with the Billy Guerin train here. And I'm going to, as hard as it could be for Gustafson to improve his numbers with his phenomenal year last year, I like his overs because he's going to be going to be getting more starts. He's going to be more consistent and I think, I mean, with the loss of Matt Dumb, we're going to have less turnovers and breakaways on our goalies. So um, I do like his numbers going up. Let's finish with a couple of fun ones. Well, the second one might not be fun, but All-Stars for the Wild this year. Last year, it was Kaprizov. Over under of one for the Wild this season, sending them to the All-Star game. Yeah, the Wild, not a big market team. I like one flat. It's going to be Kirill. Unless Gustafson is out of his mind, I could see a goalie sneaking in, but 
it's it's just going to be Kirill, period. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that's that's a pretty easy one. This next one, I hate to do it, but I feel like I have to. Playoff series wins mm. over or under one. I, I want to say over. I really do. So do I? <laughs> I can't. I can't. We could go undefeated in the regular season and we will get swept in the playoffs. Yeah. I I don't know how much hope I have left for this team in the playoffs. I really don't. Um, I would love it to happen. I'd love us just to finally go on a run. Get us that cup, please. But look, we had St. Louis, we had Vegas, we had the Stars. I mean, there's not many more teams that we can play and that don't have our number at this point. And it's it takes a toll, but I got to say under on that one. With um, with a new assistant coach on the bench and with Brett McLean now as the head coach of the Iowa Wild, over under for Dean Evason assistant coach punches oh. after wins, and I'm going to put this – at 40 40 yeah i i said our win total is gonna be up this year hmm that means we're having 40 electric wins you got to take out the blowouts hmm that could be tough this is a tough one this might be harder than all the regular ones i like over just because dino is just a punch freak but um i wish you could bet on that hopefully FanDuel has the the dean punches this year but that'd be good I love it. I love seeing him get excited. It's better than a coach that's just plain faced and vanilla. Yeah. Also, over under on stare downs with Rick Bonus. We'll put that at one. Uh, like a hundred. <laughs> he is. He's locking in on on that. I mean, it's like it's like the over under for uh, yelling at refs and making making an upset face or swearing at someone. I mean, it, you could put it at infinity and it's still over. Dean is the most colorful colorful character the over under on that per game is like five and a half and i still would go i still oh, yeah. Would go oh yeah because i mean there's always some questionable calls and and leave it to dino to fight for his players and it never stops never does like our but, playoff uh yeah turmoil well we'll get one we'll get one someday um that's that's the uh that's the mantra of one of uh, Jesse Pierce, host of the Bar Down Beauties, one of her podcasts for the Vikings, I believe, is called Before I Die with the one before we die. That's that's kind of, I think, where everybody's at now. If it ends up being five or six, that's better. But let's just get that first one first. So there you have it. Over-unders. Now, we'll be hearing from Charles, of course, throughout the season as well. We've got uh, some fun bits that he will be assisting with. So make sure that you uh, check out uh, all of the content on Locked on Wild, and you can follow Charles on Twitter as well uh, as we guide through the season. Uh, Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, follow on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. We've got new episodes all week long as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.